0: Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard and influence. I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, brand and podcast strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. Well, today we have two awesome women who have got such a knowledge and experience in the uh, in the event industry. But as we know, what's going on online and with um, with the event industry worldwide, I'm sure it has been an industry that is being dis- you know disrupted. So it's such an honour to have them both on the show to. share share lots of insights. But let me introduce both of my guests today. Joining me is Anna Osherov and Josie Kiersey. Now, Anna, she is an event marketing expert and eventologist. She's a speaker, a facilitator, as well as a consultant on how to master events for your business growth. Now, since 2006, she's been working directly with business owners and organizations on their marketing and business development success. And her clients are visionary leaders making a difference one successful event at a time. Now, Josie, she's the director of class events as well as the founder of Secret Girls Business Club and Events, and she's a vast history of experience in event management as well as business experience, including call centre management, business leadership, staff management, training, team building and project management. And when it comes to class events, they are cleverly designed, meticulously managed, distinctive and results driven while making a lasting impression that inspires emotion. So today on the show, I've asked Anna as well as Josie to share how they're remaining positive, how they're remaining productive despite what's going on in the event industry, as well as how they're coming up with ideas and opportunities that uh, they're now faced with their business. And this is going to be helpful for you if you're also looking at your business and thinking, what next? How can I move forward? And well, as well as getting them to share some of their strategies and tips because we're now finding that we're moving from in-person events to online events. What we need to know in order to make these events an unforgettable experience in all of the right ways. So welcome to the interview, ladies.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: One of the things that we said before we get started, and I'm just going to mention that today, is we know that so many more people are live You using the internet, which means that every now and again, the internet may lag a little bit. So just putting it out there, but I know today is going to be uh, awesome. And one of the reasons why I invited you both on the call, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, Anna, for you, you've really had to look at your business direction. And there was a beautiful post that you shared on, on Facebook, and as well as you too, Josie. So maybe Anna, will start with you. Give people a little bit of an idea on um, your business but also the post that you shared and some of the thoughts that you had of moving forward. Love you to share that with the audience today. Thank you so much,
1: Anne-Marie. Yeah, definitely. For the last few years, what I've been doing is running a business event venue. The idea of the venue was to provide a space where people could teach, learn, collaborate and grow and be able to then share their knowledge through events. Uh, And my role there was to teach event marketing and provide a venue for people to be able to work from and through. Unfortunately, with the current changing times, what's happened is I've had to close the venue, but the vision for creating a movement of eventologists, people who Build their brand and business through successful events lives on, and so I've had to make a pivot shift and really focus on how to be able to provide the services through one-on-one training, group coaching, and consulting, as well as speaking on the topic, rather than providing a venue for that success.
0: Beautiful, and um, Josie will speak to you in a moment too, as you share um, your business and. More- what's moving forward. But Anna, as you were um, sharing that, I mean, you have put so much of your, you know, your heart and soul in building that beautiful event, um, you know, place. And I know that, you know, you'd run so many successful events there. And I love the way that you're shifted. And you've now said, you know, the business can still continue, but just in a different way, just in a different method of delivery. You know, what was going on at that time? Because it's, you know, it sounds an, an easy decision to make, but I'm sure it was and i'm sure some of the process things that you found helpful for you may be helpful for those people who are listening or watching also in the same boat having to um, you know look at their business in a completely new way can you share some insights in the, in the, the, that area please
1: yeah 100% look there was a few great things the venue for me was a great stepping stone in the first place it actually helped me to identify my skills and expertise in event marketing, not general marketing. And so the venue supported my growth in being able to deliver successful events and be able to empower others and really learn the art of how to market events successfully. And I think it was a culmination of two things. One was around the fact that I felt like I outgrew the venue and was able to then deliver better results for myself and my clients from bigger and better spaces and then that combination with what's been happening obviously with um, the current world pandemic crisis made it I guess an easy decision as far as a business decision however it was a very difficult personal and emotional decision because it was a beautiful space and it has supported and empowered and launched quite a few business owners to be able to now successfully present their own events however in the space of the pivot what i needed to look at is well what point of difference do i present what is it that i personally am able to deliver how am i I able to continue to support my clients and what can i take from the physical venue to be able to put into an online space and I think what's happened now is everything's going under the umbrella of annaoshirov.com pivoting my expertise and really breaking it down into what do I do how do I coach facilitate and consult and breaking it down into online training platforms breaking it onto a speaker platform as well, to be able to really talk about the experience and support others to be able to position themselves through events and build that personal brand, business brand and business growth. And then really uh, focus more on the consultancy services that I'm able to provide that can be provided online through conversations like this or face-to-face Zoom meetings and calls or really uh, empowering others to be able to create their own online events and really the process of creating your online event of marketing your online event of positioning yourself in that plan promote and present journey are still the same whether you are doing a physical event in a venue or whether you're doing an online event the only thing that changes is your room, which goes from a actual room to a virtual room, and it's really around then yeah. how do we, how do we just shift that focus? And in some cases, it's easier because there's less to think about. You're not thinking about catering. You're not thinking about uh, the venue AV. You're not thinking about the seating. You're really learning to utilize the technology mm. that is, luckily for us, readily available to then be able to create that virtual environment. And it's just around learning how to pivot the way that you present to maintain engagement, to ask questions at the right time, to hold the energy space for your audience virtually rather Mm -hmm. than in a face-to-face environment. And that's more around practice, really. Practice just like, any other uh, event that you were running, if this is the first time you're running a physical event, you need practice in presenting. Just mm. like it's the first time you're running a virtual event, you just need practice.
0: Love that, presenting. love that. Thank you for sharing that because, and in a moment, Josie, I'd love to hear your your thoughts around this too because I think, you know, there are so many opportunities out there and one of the things that I notice and I know to be true is I have to be very mindful about what I allow in my space what I'm looking at online, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, because if I surround myself with too many negative things, then it starts to inhibit ideas and opportunities. And I love the way Anna that you've really kept that focus. You've even said, "Look, I had been thinking about it, and this was a really good reason for me to to start." looking at at different, you know, opportunities. So Josie, love for you to to share some of the things that have been going on for you, because you are very much, you know, your events um, were just so glamorous, and, and you've been doing them for, for many years as well. What were some of the things that was going through you, your mind? And how did you overcome that so that you were able to remain positive, even despite what's going on?
2: For me, it's always been the live events right from the get-go. So when when all of this happened, um, everything came to a screeching halt literally within a week. All the events that had been booked, be it engagements, be it weddings, be it live events with, you know, as you know, I had to cancel two conferences of my own because this COVID virus was starting to rear its ugly head. So I had to really think quickly and also financially, because um, you have to outlay a certain amount of money when you engage venue or speakers or, you know, other, other suppliers. So mm-hmm. I had to think really quickly and make decisions that would not impact my, my, my bottom line. So mm. within a week, I basically had to put everything on hold. I called my yeah. clients. We we had worked on so many projects. I had so many clients that we were working on marketing strategies to bring that into an open space, into an expo, for example, or an event that had already been geared to promote small business, um, small business in a, in, in a whole new community of, of other businesses. So I had to really mm-hmm. think on my feet. The idea of going online was something that was over here but not not something that i really really wanted to do because i love the live event feel um, mm. and certainly you know with what is going on and and the length of what is going on and so on i have to now think a little bit more online and i've already mm. created a plethora of things that i will bring out and, and introduce online um, but it, it has has been quite a quick um decision to keep it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost yeah. you know off of your you know it's like the world was taken out from underneath your feet and you had mm-hmm. to become creative and inventive and still keep the integrity of of the event itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see in the next you know bunch of weeks that how this will roll out on, mm-hmm. on the you know on the virtual in the in the uh, virtual world. But it has been something that um, is is almost like you have to compromise because Mm. compromise is the only way. My Mm -hmm. other skills in marketing and, you know, lead generation and, you know, involving people to do, you know, delegation of certain things, I think that's still intact because we still need people to do things um, and we still need people to be involved and to feel they're part of something and i think even though we transition to a virtual reality in the, at the moment it's not going to be like that forever and that's mm. my hope and my prayer that it's not going to be like that forever that you know those studios like anna's and and those those workspaces like anna's that are you know educational and so forth will become the norm again live events mm. will be the norm again but for now it's it is only for a time but I want to be able to give as much as I can from my years of experience over you know 25 years of running every sort of event you know i want to be
0: able to share that and that's coming yeah i absolutely agree with that It maybe look differently like it may open up to just australia wide once the borders open up um but it certainly will and i think that's when people will be hungry to go out to, yeah. to events even the introverts i must say the other day we <laughs> and i was actually chatting uh and normally i just am very quiet but i i needed that interaction well, one thing that I want to just briefly talk to you, and then we'll bring Anna and, and we'll do a kind of a round table, um, uh, you know, moving forward. One of the things that you mentioned, I think this is so very important is that you maintained communication with your existing customers. You rang them, you communicated, you kept that dialogue open. And often as business owners, when we are going through a bit of it's a shock, you know, there's grief that is there because something that we've taken so long to build often, all of a sudden, you know, where, where next? What next? What's going to happen? But I think it's important. I'd love for you to just give your feedback. Whilst we, you know, these things are happening from a business perspective. We need to maintain communication because our customers need to know what's happening, even if, look, we're going to put it on hold, but there's opportunities there. Talk a little bit of us through that process because it was so important. Yes?
2: Yes, I, I totally agree. Look, I have a membership um, within the Super Bells business environment and I have quite a few members on that. And they do pay a fee to be part of it. So having to almost press pause and feel that they're not getting value was a huge responsibility that I felt and therefore, you know, had to make sure that they weren't feeling that they'd paid for something that they weren't going to get a return on investment for. So hence why the next bunch of weeks are essential to those people that have and by that, that are part of the secret, secret girls, uh, secret girls environment, but they feel that even though we're not having anything, um, you know, we're not being together in a live environment, but they still have a voice, they still have a business, they still have goods to sell, products to share. Um, so for me, it's all about keeping them um, as part of this, uh, tr- part of this journey, and making them feel that. They still have a, have that interaction with new customers. Everything is as normal, but in a virtual world. If that makes any sense, that makes not. makes so much I want, sense. I want the members to feel that they, you know, that better days are coming. But they can, yeah. they have, they have their foot in the water. They they've been able to interact with other members that they are able to still operate. Um, mm. A lot of a lot of the, um, the members are. You know, solopreneurs—they produce their own products and services, and it's a great opportunity to on-sell those products and services. We've got, yeah, you know, we've got soaps, we've got beautiful handmade um, uh, portraits, and we've got so many other products, skincare, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you said that we still can't speak
0: and talk about our products. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. and we can. Virtually we may change hair. the context. Nana, no, no, let me bring you back into right. this because. I love the way that both of you have been typically in-person um, events have now transitioned. You've maintained, you know, an open mindset of, look, there's lots of different opportunities. Speak a little bit more into maybe some of the processes that enabled you to take what you, what was primarily face-to-face, you know, kind of online and, and even opportunities. And why I ask that Sometimes when we're stuck in our stuckness, we just can't see those opportunities. So, what were some, you know, techniques or ways that you started to look at what was primarily, you know, face to face, and go, well, how can I bring this online? Maybe Anna, we start with you first.
1: Yeah, look for me personally, my process always started online. I believe mm. that, you know, in the world now more than ever, we have the opportunity to talk one to many in an environment that is. Very much virtual. And so the process for um, myself and my clients has always been to start to build your brand positioning, to build your offering, to build your communication online, to utilize the social media platforms, our email marketing platforms, website platforms, the telephone you know, that was always the original um, methodology behind creating an in-person event. So, you know, in order, and as Josie, I'm sure, will agree, in order to create a in-person event, we need to be able to connect way before the people actually arrive at Mm -hmm. the venue. And the way to connect is to be able to do that through virtual means, to build a strong personal brand, to really understand our audience and connect with our audience online to then be able to really clearly communicate our value proposition, our offering of our event and what's going to be happening at our event uh, effectively, Mm. then, you know, sell our tickets through online mediums and then get people in the room. And then once people are in the room, then we really curate and create that personal experience. And so, you know, now more than ever we've got the opportunity to continue to build our brand presence, to continue to really identify who our audience is is focus on our business and all of those things around our business that we didn't do before because we were too busy, busy. doing- Now we don't have a do yeah. No, so now we've got the opportunity to work on our business and really gain clarity, communication, marketing, uh, brand hmm. positioning and, you know, get out there. And, you know, the world has changed so rapidly that we all have to be digital. We've yeah. taken on the ability to, you know, do lives, to do Zoom, to get on social media. There's been such a immersive learning curve for everyone, and mm-hmm. I think now is the greatest time to continue that. And as Josie said, this is this is not permanent. However, I believe that there will be know, repercussions that are positive out of this. I think that, you know, being able to meet virtually has saved people a lot of time. You know, we're able to rapidly increase the speed of project turnover because we don't need to go from place to place. We're able to really do so much online. I think Doing business with people that I've never met before. And we are in the process of putting on a virtual event literally this afternoon. We've got 25 people coming in. I've never met these people, and we've met face to face on Zoom and have created a whole uh, new business proposition within a certain chapter of uh, business networking that is online.
0: And that's possible. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. It's possible just to leaving that up to, to your imagination then. One of the things I'd love, Josie, if you could share some insights on this, is people that, that typically did love that interaction, and I know that you did too, how have you gone and what are you doing to maintain that energy now that you're finding you're having to work from home a, a lot? One of the things that I've noticed even myself, and I spend a lot of time online anyway and, and you know, my head on, my computer is that last week I just I had to take a break because I was just from you know five o'clock right through to even after dinner back on and I thought I my eyes what are you doing to maintain you know your health in in this whole situation too so the
2: first thing is maintaining the communication Mm. even by you know even messenger or little group chats etc is really important so you know, I've, I've been doing that. And the same as, as yourself, Anne-Marie, you, I've had my head in the computer. But I've had to, in the last week, discipline myself that, it, you know, that it's not ideal. So mm. like a typical work day, whatever that looks like in event world, Anna, um, mm. you know, you have your structures. So I've gone back to that a little bit more, more structured. So I will get up at a certain time I will do certain things online, you know, check all my posts and so forth and then move on from that and then maybe enter into a webinar or and skill up and that's another mm-hmm. thing that i've been doing i've been skilling up and i've been doing the things that i've put on the back burner so that i can be prepared for when mm. we're able to you know have the live events however creating online events with the flavor of say you know the class events events that i have held in the past. It's just a little tweak here and there. So mm. I have just I am creating a couple of events that are going to be really interactive and as if we're in, in an actual venue. So I've had to think outside the square. I've got to my advantage, I'll have a brother and a nephew that are, or two nephews that are in the production side of things who will help mm. me to create this virtual space. Yes. So everyone will feel that we are at an event, the whole thing, from music right through to catering right through. I've had to really bring all that energy together and think Mm -hmm. outside the square because it's my business, it's what I love, it's what I'm passionate about and interacting with people, particularly women that right now may be going through a very lonely time. What a great way to bring people into their living room or their office or, you know, or their home where they feel connected. So yeah. for me, it's a huge learning curve, huge, both technical and and obviously um, pivoting my business so that I can keep,
0: Keep moving forward, yeah. So brilliant. Keep Just something that I saw on the news for the very brief moments that I do tap in, um, they were saying that uh, some organisations have created for the travel industry virtual well, you we can go and you can go to different, um, you know, museums and, and places that you would normally visit in person. And what they're finding is that people are going and visiting online. But what it's also doing, it's allowing us to have that experience that we think, right, when things go back to, that's a place that I want to go see, that's a place that I want to go see. So when you're building, and you said this beautifully too, Anna, and, and adds to to what Josie's saying, can create those online experiences and when you've built that engagement and interaction with people even online you bet when you put on a face-to-face event people are going to be there because they've already had that initial experience. For people who are thinking you know what I used to do in-person events now I'm looking to do online events Let's finish the show by just sharing maybe, you know, a couple of your top tips that you would recommend that we do. Because, yes, we can create an experience, but we want it to be a long-lasting experience that people are talking about positively rather than that was the worst online event that I have ever (laughs) attended. So maybe, Anna, do you want to share a couple of must-do tips and then Josie will finish off with you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll approach it from the perspective of a business event, because uh, Josie is so brilliant at creating wonderful conferences and seminars. Mm-hmm. So from if we're looking to do a presentation around training and uh, business event, I think what's really important is to engage with people beforehand. So gives people something to work on, whether it's a, a pre-event workbook or some questions, so that we start to build that experience before they come on board. And then when people do come on board, people still want to connect So really facilitate the networking and interaction by asking people who they are, why they're here, what they'd like to achieve, just like you would in a face-to-face and enable people to speak to each other. The other thing that works really well is utilising things like breakout rooms where you can create small group breakout spaces for people to be able to connect a little more intimately and that can be also facilitated. And then still utilising things like music, things like um maybe not, we can't really use the smell and um, the taste, but, you know, some people will encourage, you know, bring your drinks along or let's make it a dinner uh, conversation. So still looking at how we can engage effectively. And the other part is really holding the energy up and learning how to speak to camera, asking people to keep their camera on, because then there's still the interaction of human to human. When it comes to a digital experience, people tend to want to shy away from being visible live and really encouraging people to stay on, to be visible, to show their face, and then also to speak. Now the thing is be really clear in your instructions. So if we want people to answer questions by putting up their hand, which is possible in, say... A Zoom type environment, let them know. I'm going to ask you a question, then please utilize the hand icon down the bottom to put up your hand. I will call your name, you can answer. So it's really being very strategic and being very instructional in teaching people how to utilize the online landscape to be able to still communicate and facilitate and then follow the same processes. You know, have your introduction, engage in networking, have your learnable or teachable framework and make sure you have a call to action that is viable in current times. And that will really deliver the face-to-face success from a virtual training event. That will be my recommendation. For
0: great, great events. tips. Great, great, great like tips. There. I think, you know, one of the things that is so very important, as you said, as the leader, as the host, you really need to explain what's going to happen, expectations, encourage, because it might not be natural for people to engage in that way. But once they start and once they know that that's okay, then, um, yeah, then people are far more willing to, to do that. Love those tips. Josie, what would you say are some of the top tips maybe for more conferences or the larger events, what would be some things that we need to know?
2: Uh, Look, I echo uh, Emma's comments um, wholeheartedly. Uh, For myself, it it is about creating the the subject line and what people are going to be, uh, you know, involved in um, and making it fun right from the get-go. From all the same principles apply, the marketing strategy, the invitation, the you know, the encouragement to register, all those things apply even if it is online. Um, and I would apply all the you know, if we're having the speakers, um, I would give the bio. I would um, even do a, a short video. Everything that we did to prepare for a live event, I would do the same. And you know, the sky's the limit. How many people can you have? The more, the merrier. So. It becomes a fun event because then there's been a lead up, there's been some you know wetting of the taste buds, there's been a little bit of anticipation. Wonder what we're going to experience. Um, so the whole the whole process is just slightly different. It's just virtual, but all the all the de- attention to details have to go in it. Um, and as Anna said, you know, the hold the space, make it all exciting, give it give it life, breathe life into that event, even though it is virtual. Um, there's a virtual uh, birthday coming up for a, for a dear, dear friend of mine, and they started two months ago, um, and that was um, hello. <laughs> and that was and that was because um, you know this COVID had started to already make its um, make its presence known. So they went to strategy B, which was create this online event for a fiftieth birthday. So there's hundreds of people participating in it now, and that is amazing. So the vibe is out there, the 15th birthday, who's going to be there? Who's going to be watching? Who's going to be interacting with whom? Who are we going to meet? So it's that whole essence of doing your due diligence as you would for a live event, even Mm. though it's virtual. Um, I would have the same techniques right, right all the way through.
0: Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, so it's been such an opportunity, wonderful opportunity to speak to you both, you know, hearing the positive outlook that you both have, looking at ways that you can pivot and you can kind of shift your business. And, you know, one of the things that I know to be true is that so in some instances, the pivot that you thought, well, I'll just do this in the interim becomes the business in and of itself and had that situation not occurred you may never have uh, even thought of you know what i'm going to get behind this and one of the things that i know to be true to is smaller businesses we've got the ability to make a decision and then go for it the only barrier is what we you know put in, in 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 our way and so we really don't have um any other reason that sometimes just to, to dive on in and you know what this too will pass I love the way that both of you have said that now if people are listening or watching today and they think you know what I just want to hang out and find out more about Anna I want to hang out and find out more about Josie Anna what's the best way for people to connect with you online
1: best thing to do is google my name Anna Osheroff and find me on LinkedIn social media and as I said AnnaIshara.com will be launched very soon so we'll be able to connect.
0: Fabulous, thank you. And Josie, what's the best way for people to connect with you?
2: My Facebook is fine all LinkedIn Josie Kierzy, um on my profile, Messenger it's yes. fine. I'm happy to help all secret girls visits or past events yeah. any of those, just private message me um, and I'm more than happy to help you Create, create something that you would have never ever considered. So mm-hmm. I look
0: forward to hearing them. Fabulous. Well, thanks once again for both coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, Thank you Anna so Marie. much. Thank you,
2: Anna. Thank you. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. (laughs)